Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I'm super excited to come to you today with another fresh new Friday episode for you. Hope everyone is doing fantastic, and thank you for just tuning in and hanging out for another week with us. It's been a fun one. Uh, it's actually been kind of a low-key week. We got back from Disney on Sunday or Saturday, and we were supposed to be in the Christmas parade for Brighter Benz, and if you listen to Monday's show, then you heard how that went. We got the whole float built. Kellen spent a lot of time on that, uh, put the banner up, went to drive two miles down the road to where we were lining up, and it all fell apart. So we quickly just turned around and called it off, and we did not go because it would have just been a bad first impression for the community uh, seeing us like that. So we said, we are not doing this, and we moved on. And so that was what, uh, that's how our Saturday went. Went into Monday. Monday we did uh, just some work on the Brighter Benz trailer, and we repaired some Christmas lights. We had some pretty rough storms come through on Sunday night, and so repaired Christmas lights. Uh, we had two or three that fo- uh, that fell just from like the peak and stuff. Put a few of those up, and then we worked on uh, just maximizing the efficiency on the Brighter Benz trailer, and so that took our day on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Kellen was sick, so I did office work, and Thursday, let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, Thursday we did, uh, what did we do yesterday? We did some, uh, what did we do? How did I forget this? Oh, oh, we did some pine straw. We did some pine straw. Got up on a yellow jacket's nest that I thought was gone, but it's still there. Luckily, we got out of it alive uh, with no stings. So, very thankful for that. That is, yellow jackets are not something that I want to mess with. Uh, I, I do not like yellow jackets at all. Wasps don't really bother me. <clears throat> yellow jackets scare me a little bit, and so did not want to fool with them any more than I had to. So I'm glad we got out of that one alive. But everything went pretty smooth yesterday, and so. Yeah, that's just kind of where we're at this week. Uh, kind of a low key week. We we finished our last Christmas light job on Wednesday. That was uh, very very sketch. Uh, my dad went with me to help me move the ladder and hold the ladder and stuff because, like I said, Kellen was sick. And so it was um, a seventeen twelve pitch. If you know anything about roof pitches, twelve twelve is pretty serious. If you don't have cougar paws on, then you're going to be slipping and sliding on a twelve twelve. I was on at seventeen twelve. The higher the number, the higher the first number, the worse that it gets. And so seventeen twelve was sketch. Uh, my Paul, my Cougar Pauls, the pads are wearing out. They're two seasons in. Next year, I would definitely be getting a new set. And because I was slipping a little bit up there, and that was just like, oh, uh, it was, it was, it was so sketch. Uh, did not enjoy doing that at all. But we got them up, and we went up the sides of the house. Might post some pictures today of me up there. My dad took some while I was on the roof, so super, super high up. But I'm glad to get everything done. Um, we might do a Christmas light debrief episode next week, but for today, I want to have a kind of a closeout to the week here on Friday. 
Wednesday's show, if you if you listened in, we talked a lot about just what we learned this year from a leadership point of view as far as hiring and firing and, and trying to build a team and put a team together and all the things we're going to try to do differently next year. That's kind of what we talked through on Wednesday. Forgive me for the audio. I'm, I've, I'm so sorry the audio was like that. I didn't realize it. I should have stopped recording once I was a few minutes in to, to kind of uh, do a test to make sure everything was good, but I didn't. I just got rocking and rolling and just went with it. And I apologize for that. That is, like I said, probably the worst audio we've ever had on the show. Um, so if you stuck through that episode, hope you got something out of it. I, I thought there was some good value in it. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's definitely bearable. It, the audio is not that bad. It's just a little raspy in there sometimes. It gets a little loud, and so it just the microphones didn't pick up very well. But or they would say somebody would say they picked it up too well. So <clears throat> we got that done, uh, and and that was Wednesday's show, but. Friday, this will probably be a 15-minute show. Uh, it's not going to be anything in-depth or crazy, but it's just a simple question that I've heard a couple different people talking about recently. I think about this all the time. This is something that I've said from literally day one of this show since since really I tried to start working on my business a couple years ago. What is growth? What is the definition of growth? Can you grow your company without scaling your company? What is it? Um, what are the good, the bad? What's What all goes into that? And so that's going to be our show for today is what is growth? And so I want you to stick around for it. I hope you can find some good value in it. I want to go ahead and kick it over to our show sponsor, Launch New Academy, for partnering with us today. And he's we're going to hear a word from Brian and what they got going on over there at Launch New Academy. Snow contracts are going uh they should be probably gone by now, honestly, but I don't know. I, I would imagine there's still a few scragglers that are trying to just, they're, they're waiting, they're dragging their feet, and so you might be able to uh, land some snow contracts. But I know commercial tr- contracts for the next year, for 24, are uh, up and going right now. We're a little, honestly, a little behind on that. A lot of guys, a lot of companies start that in October and November, and so you might have missed some. Some of those do those in the new year, but get your commercial contracts uh, from Launchman Academy there and make sure that you can present them. We personally use that contract uh, to close all of our HOAs that we do, and it's awesome. Uh, any commercial thing we use, really, um, we use that contract for. So it's been very good. Let's hear from uh, Launchman Academy and hear some more about commercial contracts, and then we'll be right on back. Do you have the confidence to bid for and land commercial contracts? Hey friends, it's Marty and at LaunchpreneurAcademy.com, we want to help you unlock the opportunity to capture more commercial work. Brian has a training program that not only provides you access to the lawn care landscaping commercial contract that he uses in his biz, but you're also going to get access to an explainer video where he shows you exactly how to use this contract and help you earn more from area businesses and companies. Now is the time of the year to lock in commercial work, and this contract and strategy will help you do just that. Open up the doors to unlimited possibility with your lawn and landscaping business and approach commercial work with confidence with this extremely affordable commercial contract. Download it today for just $49 at the Launchpreneur Academy. A quick link is in the show notes. All right, so we're back into the show, guys. Thank you, like I said, to Brian for sponsoring and partnering with us here on the show, Launch New Academy. I wouldn't sponsor, uh, I would not partner with Brian if I didn't believe in what he was doing there and if it was beneficial. So I know that it'll help your business if you go give it a shot. What is growth? What is growth? Is growth scaling? Is growth making more money? Is growth adding new employees? These are the questions that we all ask ourselves at night, right? Where do we want to go? What do we want to do? Do we want to grow? Do we want to scale? Do we want to stay small? 
what do we want to do with our life? What do we want to do with our business? Um, unfortunately, excuse me, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to tell you that today. I'm not going to tell you what you want to do with your business, uh, what you want to do with your life. I just want to talk to you really quickly about what my perspective on growth is. And I just wrote a few notes down here. I think that there's some truth here, and I want you to take it and apply it to your situations and really weigh options. We're coming into the end of 2023. It's been a banner year for a lot of people. It's been a down year for a lot of people. Economy kind of shifted. Um, maybe you're not booked out like you want to be. Maybe you're wanting to grow, but you don't know how. A lot of just different scenarios for you and your and for you and your business. And I want you to go into 2024 with a clear head and a clear mind, thinking about what growth is and how do we achieve growth. And I want to talk about growth from the perspective of staying small and growth from the perspective of scaling. And I want to just walk through the good and the bad about both of those that I think, the points that I think are true to both of those. And I want you to weigh those options. I want you to sit down with your spouse and talk about these options. If this is a conversation you're trying to have or you're having right now and you maybe you want to grow but your spouse doesn't, these are some things that we're going to bring out today that I want to just bring to, to your attention. And I hope that there is some value here and some benefit here. If there is, leave us a big five-star right here view at the end of the show uh, once you listen to it, and those really help us. So let's hop into it. Let's first look at growth from scaling a company. What do you think, what do I think growth is as far as scaling a company? Well, there's a lot of different things, uh, and there's going to be more that we didn't talk about today. I'm just going to hit on the highlights here. And you might be able to add uh, some things on your side. Scaling a company, what does it mean? Well, it first would mean potentially adding team members to your company. Um, you're growing your company and you're growing your, te- and you're growing your team. So you grow your team in numbers. When you start to scale a company, you have to start bringing people on. It just is what it is. You can mechanize all you want. You have to have people to run those machines. You have to have people to drive down the road. You have to have people on your team. And so... When you talk about scaling a company, you're going to get three, five, ten people pretty quickly in a lawn care company. If you're doing lawn maintenance and you're going to do five hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand upwards of a million, you're going to have to have five to seven guys to do that, in my opinion. Uh, if you're going to do it effectively, I, I don't know. It's going to be, and that's why people say there's no money in lawn care. I, I don't believe that there's no money in lawn care. I'm not of that philosophy. I think you can do it right. I think it does costs a lot more to do lawn care from a labor side of view. Uh, if you're if you're going to have to have six guys to hit, let's see, it, it, we had we had th- three guys this summer, and we're going to do right at three hundred thousand this year. And that's not all lawn maintenance though. We're probably doing two hundred in lawn maintenance, maybe uh, another hundred in landscaping. So w- I, I don't know. Maybe we're going to call th- and and that's not efficient. I'll tell you that. We're lacking. You you might listen and be like, dude, you're not making enough money if you're having two, three guys do that. I will be the first one to say we were not, we did not hit produ- productivity this year. Um, we didn't hit our, our production the way we should have. Those are all things that are to my attention. So I'll take the message if you want to send it. But trust me, I, I know that I know that's something we got to work on. So l- let's just say you say you have six guys and you have six guys and you're going to hit six hundred thousand. Well. If you're paying those guys $45,000 a year, which is not unheard of, that is $270,000 in labor. That's not including yourself. That's six field guys. So six field guys producing $750,000. Or I said $600,000. we are going to call it seven fifty. dollars um, That is 
you better be churning and burning on some probably some pretty good sized commercial stuff to hit seven fifty with six guys. Uh, I don't even know that that's 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 gonna be pretty hard to attain, but I think you can do it. Uh, but you're gonna have two hundred seventy thousand dollars worth of labor, and you're producing seven fifty. And like I said, I, I think seven fifty is kind of high. I would say back down to that six hundred thousand, maybe six twenty five. Sounds a little more more attainable to me. And, and what do I know? I, I, I'm a small guy. I haven't done that yet. So take it with a grain of salt. Put your numbers in there if you want to. The point I'm trying to get across is when you do lawn maintenance, you have to have labor, and labor is expensive because you're going to have to have three to five to seven guys. Those guys are going to cost you thirty five to forty grand, if not more, um, for anybody that's really qualified. And so just think about that. When you go into scaling company, you got to have team members. What else do you have to have? You have to have trucks. You have to have trucks because when you have seven guys, you got to have probably two to three to four trucks probably. You're running, you're running probably three crews minimum, um, and you're teetering on a fourth. And so you got to have two-man crews, two, well, maybe one three-man crew, but and maybe, maybe you have two crews of and you have a box trucks and you're running four guys deep uh, or whatever the case, three guys deep. Whatever that is, you're going to have two to three to four trucks um, that you, that are out on the road. And if you get a box truck that's new, you're going to be paying seventy five thousand dollars, eighty thousand dollars for a box truck nowadays. Um, with any, uh, if you're if you're buying it new, if you're buying them used, you're going to pay twenty five to thirty for anything decent. Uh, and so, you're going to have some cost in trucks. What else are you going to add? You're going to have trailers. Uh, you're going to have trailers for maybe maybe not. Maybe if you're doing lawn maintenance, you're not going to have to have trailers because I highly encourage you to use the box trucks or the just maybe the landscape body of Zuzus if that's what you're doing. But I I will never never go back to a trailer just for lawn maintenance. Uh, but you got trailers, you got mowers, you got handhelds. Um, those are all just pieces of equipment that you're adding. And so with all of that comes a lot of cost, comes a lot of liability, a lot of people on those machines. Uh, when you have people on mowers, you're talking five to seven to ten mowers that you got out there, probably more more than five, five to seven. And so you have, if, if, if a mower's $15,000 now, which they're not far from it, then you've got, what is that, $75,000 in just mowers if you have five. Um, so you got to think about these things. And, and that's part of, this is not me talking you out of scaling. This is just me walking through the numbers and like, hey, this is what you got to have if you're going to scale. Talking about uh, handheld equipment. Blowers, everybody, you got to, everybody at least has to have one blower. So you're talking five to seven to eight, eight blowers at 800 bucks a piece. You're talking six grand and just blowers. Then you do the same thing, if not more, for trimmers and edgers and uh, hedge trimmers and everything else. You're talking 10 to 15 grand of small held, small handheld equipment. Um, and so you're adding a lot. You're adding a lot of uh, liability as far as physical liability, like, like I'm saying, people on equipment, running equipment running hedge trimmers, hopefully they don't cut their hand off like I did, but you know, it just, it is what it is. And so that's part of scaling. Um, you also are growing in a sense of a dollar amount. So that could be a positive that that's a positive scaling company is you're going to grow your dollars. Um, that is something that I think a lot of people see and a lot of people want. They see that million dollar mark and they say, well, I'm not going to be a success until I hit a million dollars. I don't think that's the right philosophy to have. Um, I think that that could be a really good goal to hit if that's the goal you want to chase. Chase it, hit it, knock it out of the park. Don't let that consume you, though. Uh, And so just remember that. And so dollar amount is a way to scale your company. You're going to spend more money on more advanced softwares with added users. So 
even if you stay small, you want to have software, but you're not going to have a bunch of different users on it. And so that's not going to cost you as much money. When you scale, you have more softwares with more users. Those users usually cost 20 to 50 bucks a month per user. If you had five users, seven users, you're talking 250, 300 bucks a month just in users on top of the software costs. So Think about that. Insurance on all that equipment. All that equipment that you have. You have insurance on everything. You have workers comp on guys when you're out on commercial sites and you are bidding on that stuff. You have to have workers comp. It's a non-negotiable. Payroll. (laughs) Your payroll goes through the roof. Um, You're going to, what we we talked about that a minute ago, 250, 300 grand in in payroll is, that's a chunk of your revenue. Um, 30 to 35% is what I've heard that you want it to be around. I think that's, that's, it's a goal we shoot for is trying to keep our, our labor percentage 30 to 35%. I think you're doing pretty good if you're doing that. And so that's what we're hitting, uh, hitting for now. And I would love to hear your feedback. If you're doing way better than that, let me know, let me know what you're doing, how you're doing it, because I would love to hear some insight on it, especially if you're doing it with multiple guys. So, uh, those are all those are all things from my point of view that is part of scaling a company like the physical side of scaling a company. Let's talk the growing side of, uh, let's talk growing a company, but growing it internally. So we're not going to scale it. So here, let me back up. What is growth? Where, where am I getting this basis from? Growth does not have to be scaling. You can grow your business without adding all of that stuff that we just talked about. You can create a lifestyle that you want to live internally. You can better your business. And we're about to walk through some of these things that I'm talking about. But when you hear the when you hear these people say, and this is coming off of what I said last show, I think I, I, I never want to be that person that says you have to scale. You have to scale. I'm not going to question anybody who says they want to stay small. Like you stay small as long as you understand the risks that come along with it. And so uh, let's talk about some of these things growing internally. How can you grow internally and grow your company without growing and without scaling, without adding dollar revenue and people to your team. You can grow internally by raising prices. Um, usually when you grow bigger and you scale, this is not the right thing to do, but typically people charge cheaper. You get in the commercial, you start underbidding each other. That's not what I want to do. You can grow internally and you can raise your prices. And so raise your prices. That's going to help you grow your company. And, and it's going to, it is going to help the dollar. That one's going to help the dollar amount raise, but it's also going to help morale. You're going to enjoy what you're doing a lot more because you're going to get paid for it. It's going to help the business run better and more efficient. Raise your prices. Tightening your route. You can tighten a route without um, having to scale. And what are you doing? You're still growing your company by creating better route density. Route density is key. We've done whole shows on that before. It will make or break your business. If you're in the early years, get as route dense as you can as soon as you can. Like really hit your 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 neighborhoods that are close to home, uh, the city that you're in. Try to stay within there if you can. Do not be driving all over creation if you don't want to scale. And I would say even if you want to scale, you still need to get a really good home base built up and then branch out after that. Don't be driving 20 minutes one way for one yard, 20 minutes the other way for another yard. 30 minutes, the opposite direction for another yard or maybe three yards. Like you can't get caught up doing that. That's just going to, that'll run you in the ground before you even have the chance to scale uh, or scale profitably at least. So tighten your route. Implement systems. You have to implement systems process when you scale a company. Yes. But if you want to grow your company and stay small as far as like a small team, 
and maybe small dollar, 200000 or less, 300000 or less, whatever dollar amount you want to put on it and consider that small. Um, I don't consider $200,000, $300,000 small, but if you're a $10 million company, yeah, you're small. We're peons to them. So implementing systems and processes. I've talked on that a lot recently. We're trying to do that in our company, going in, especially going into 2024. What is a good system and process you can do um, from the beginning, from the get-go? Get a bookkeeper, get a CRM. So, yeah, I talked about adding users and scaling and, and having software to do that. Your software, you have to have more advanced software when you, the more people you bring on, the more revenue you produce. You can get really good software for not that expensive and have a small company as far as team members go. And so, uh, get a CRM. And a CRM is not a budgeting software. That's what you have to remember. There's are two different. Th- <clears throat> those are two different things. There's a customer relationships management software, and then there is a budgeting software. Your Synced Up, your LMN, your Aspire. All of those are budgeting softwares. I say Aspire. I've never used Aspire personally. I know that's. I know huge commercial companies use that. I assume they have budgeting capability within there. Um, now they all double as a CRM, but their main focus is budgeting software. That's what Element and Synced Up really, really focus on. Jobber, Yardbook is more of a CRM, in my opinion, um, from what I see. I've used I use Yardbook actively now. Uh, it is a platform for you to have a good relationship and create a relationship with your customer and to be able to invoice and relay, uh, and relay information to them about their service. That's what a CRM is. You need both of those. Um, you need both of those, especially if you want to grow. Because here you go, you don't have to grow your numbers top line, but you want to grow your numbers bottom line. And so, by doing that, by having a, a budgeting software in place, it's going to help you grow your bottom line number without having to grow your top line number. A lot of guys chase top line. You've all heard it said: top line is vanity, bottom line is sanity. That is so true. Get a budgeting software. Get a CRM. Put those in place. That's how you can grow internally in your business. You can develop your leadership over your one- to three-man team. Develop yourself first so you can develop other people better. How do you expect to develop others if you don't know how to work on yourself and how to coach yourself? And that that comes back to you consuming positive content, you reading books, you self-educating, you asking the right questions. Because here's the thing. How can you answer questions that people ask you if you don't ask questions to people who are smarter than you are or further down the road than you are. I will, there's very, it's very rare that I would say I'm smarter than anyone that asked me a question. What I will say is I'm I could be further down the road than they are. Maybe they're in business one to two years and I'm in your five. I'm not smarter than them. I'm further down the road than they are. So you have to ask those questions. You have to get around those people. You have to develop your leadership So in turn, you can give the people under you a quality place to learn and grow and learn how to lead themselves. And so you work on that yourself. That is considered growing your company, in my opinion. You grow your community. You grow in your community and you grow your brand presence. Um, You need to be in your local community in a very tight uh, route dense area. We just talked about route density. You get Really, really involved in all of your local um, activities, your chamber of commerce, your Christmas parade, your softball, baseball, little league teams, your rec league basketball, your community events, the Christmas tree lighting, the Easter egg hunt, whatever it is, 
You make sure everyone in that city knows who your company is. And that is how you can have a one to three man crew. And people think you're really, really big company because everyone knows who you are. Your trucks are branded right. And that's how you can stay small and still grow a company. Um, growing community and brand presence is what we just talked about. Delegating low-level tasks. <clears throat> you have to do this to scale your company. I would say it's, I don't know that it's not either, it's not more important to either one, honestly, I don't think. If you want to stay small and you have to still do the mowing, you cannot do everything else that goes along with it. Or the hardscaping, whatever company you're doing. If that's the route you want to take, you want to say 250, 300 grand, you want to be the owner operator, you cannot do everything and do it efficiently and effectively. Learn to delegate. When you learn to develop yourself as a leader, you're going to learn to delegate to other people. And in delegation, that is what allows you time freedom, which is what we're all searching for, I feel like, the majority of the time. And so learn to delegate low-level tasks that someone else should be doing so you can focus on higher-level tasks, higher-income activities that you can be doing to grow the inside of your business from the inside out. So what are some sacrifices that you have to do when you scale and when you grow internally? What are some sacrifices for scaling? Well, you sacrifice time with family a lot. And this is me speaking to um, something that I haven't personally had to deal with. I have not ever scaled a company are we going to? Who knows? We're going to see where that goes in the next couple of years. From people personally that I've spoken with and heard talk about, you lose a lot of quality time with your family. You really end up hurting relationships. Um, that's you have the capability to do that, and you have to be careful of that when you're when you're scaling. You have to realize how to prioritize. Um, and and but at the end of the day, here's the thing. If you're scaling, you have to be bought into what you're doing there to scale. And it's going to be really hard to to balance both at the end of the day. It just is. You're going to go you're going to have to go really really hard to grow your company and you're going to have to be really bought in and you're going to have to spend a lot of time on that. And in just in turn, your relationship with your spouse is going to suffer, your relationship with your kids are going to suffer, your relationship with your friends are going to suffer. Uh, you're going to, you're going to sacrifice relationships at the end of the day. And if anybody has ever done it and not had to go through that for a certain period of time, I would love to hear how you have it. Come on the show, tell me about it. Let's share with our audience how you can do it. Uh, I just know that it happens most of the time. And it's not to say you don't get to a point where you don't have to do all of that. I'm just saying, I believe there is a time throughout that process where you have, where that usually happens. Um, you have to sacrifice some of your front time, your free time, um, going to hang out with friends, going to the golf course, going to, to whatever your activity hobby is. A lot of times you don't get to do that. You don't, you physically don't have the time for that. Your days are so booked up as far as, uh, sell, sales meetings or training or, or building process or, or implementing process or hiring and firing and all the things that go along with that. Like just with scaling a company, bringing on people, managing people, leading people, dealing with insurance, dealing with secretaries, dealing with all the stuff that goes along with it, taxes. Those are all things that, that, that funnel in and go along with scaling a company. And hopefully you get to the point where you delegate and, and you shouldn't have to do all that stuff. But keep in mind, there are points along the way we're going to have to. And so you, you just you, there's times where you're going to lose a lot of that stuff. You're going to lose a lot of sleep. You're going to not sleep very much. And again, 
you're doing this. A lot of people would say you're doing this for the long run to where you do it now, but 10 years down the road or five, five years down the road, possibly, then you're going to have time for your relationships. You're going to have more time. You're going to have more time to go do your hobbies. You're going to have more time to sleep. You're going to have more time to spend with family. And so that's all, that's all true. I hope that is true. I, like I hope that, I hope you get that. I hope that is something that comes true for you in your business and your life. Just realize it's going to, there's a good chance it's going to be a, a long, hard journey to get there. And so if you want it, chase it, knock it out. Like I said, knock it out of the park. Um, just remember, these are things that you might have to go through on the way. What are some sacrifices of staying small but growing internally? Well, it's I think the most obvious one is you have to do the work. You have to do the work. You still have to have to be some sort. You have to be in some sort of owner operator role, and that's tough to like swallow. But it is what it is. You might you might get out of the field two to three days a week but you're still going to be in some way, shape, or form in the field, and there's going to be work that relies on you to get it done. And that's something that I've realized that I don't know that I want to continue to have to do. I don't know that I want to have to... have to. I don't know that I want growing green landscapes to have to count on me for work to get done. We're trying to create brighter bins to where there's no work that that I have to be there to get done. And so... Um, that's just something we're trying to do in the beginning because I just don't want to have to be stuck to it. And so those are things that you're going to probably have to do if you want to stay small at that $100,000, $150,000, $200,000 range. You just, you can't afford labor. You're not going to produce enough revenue to justify the amount of labor you'd have to bring on to get totally removed out of the field and still pay yourself. Um, you can't get hurt. If you get hurt, it goes back to what our first point just was. You have to be there to do the work. So if you get hurt, work doesn't get done, you don't make money, you're in trouble. And so just think about that. These are all things that I just want to bring to your attention. And if you want to hear me go deeper on this, go back to the last to the Wednesday episode. I talked about all of the the uh what what is the word? The risk you take of staying small. Like there are risks with that. And there are risks with scaling. We talked about the risk of scaling a company, like all of the the team members, the liabilities, the trucks, all that stuff. There are risks. There's risk in every area of business. You just have to realize which one do you want to take and, and let that set in for you. And so this is just this is just me walking through some points that I'm trying to like bring to your attention and, and get those wheels spinning in your head. Like what is growth? What do you want? If you're sitting here asking yourself, what do I want? Where do I want to go? Ask yourself these questions. Do I want to be stuck to doing all the work all the time? Or do I want to have to deal with leading eight people? Like that's hard, you, but you have to decide. You have to pick something. You can't just sit there in limbo forever. If you go five, ten years down the road, you're going to look back and say, what have I done the last ten years? Where did, that, where did my time go? What did I do? And I think that's what is easy for a lot of guys to get caught up in is you get in this day-to-day spiral just like getting the work done and doing it and moving on to the next, and you get five or ten years down the road of working in your business, and you say, literally, where did our time go? What did I do? What have we produced? Like, what, what have we... What's the show for this? Where's our money? Where's our boat? Where's our yacht? Where's our house? Where's our land? Whatever it is for you. Where's your Tesla? Whatever whatever car you whatever it is that you want. You have to remember why? Why do we do this? This is why we ask this on the show all the time to our guests. Why, like what is your why? And what is growth to you? It doesn't have to be scaling. It doesn't have to be staying small. 
create your own definition of growth. When you can create your own definition of it and you can chase that and you can be fulfilled in what you're in what you're doing, you can have a happy marriage, a happy relationship with your kids, you can have a happy relationship with your family, you can be living the uh, the the life of a Christian the way that you should be if you believe in that, uh, if you are a person of faith, like if you can follow all those things and do that to the best of your ability. Like, whatever that is for you, find it and chase it. Don't get caught up in scaling. Don't get caught up in staying small. Don't listen to everybody else. Don't listen to me. Just walk through the questions that we talked about and the topics that we brought up to the table and say, is this what I want? And have the tough discussions. It's not easy. It's it's not stuff that you want to talk about. Like, it's it's not. It just isn't. But it's part of being a business owner. It's part of being an entrepreneur. It's part of having this itch, this bug, this disease, some people would call it. Like you can't turn your brain off. You can't sleep. You don't know how to just chill. I'm right there with you guys. Like I, my, my brain never stops. Like where are we going next? What are we doing next? The thing that I say all the time is I'm content, but I'm never satisfied. And I believe if you're really chasing bigger things, you're trying to improve you're probably going to follow that philosophy a lot. And you need to follow that philosophy, in my opinion, because you need to be content with where you are. You just don't ever need to be satisfied. When you are not content with where you're at in the moment, you're going to start becoming resentful. And you're going to you're going to resent what you're doing because you're not going to ever feel like you have any sort of peace. So be content with where you're at just know that you're always trying to be better because you're not satisfied with how you are. Whether that be in your faith, in your in your marriage, in your parental status, whatever, in your business status, in your local community status, maybe you're trying to run for the board of the zoning or something, like whatever that is, be content with whatever position you're in, but realize you want to be better. You want to grow. And, and maybe it's not even accelerating positions. You're not, you're not gr- accelerating Maybe it's not uh, excelling in, in um, positions or growing growing to a, a new level in a position there. But you're just trying to grow within the position that you're in now. It's like the same. So this is the topic we're talking about. You may not have to scale a company. You just excel at being small and you be really good at it. You'd be really efficient, effective. So keep all these things in mind, guys. Like that's that's what the that's that's the show for today. I hope I don't. I hope I didn't ramble too much. I hope I didn't go all over the place. I just want you to ask these, ask yourself these questions, and bring these things to the table when you're asking yourself at the end of 2023, going into 2024. Why are you doing it, and where do you want to go? Do you want to scale? Do you want to grow internally? Do you want to do both? Because that's the thing you got. If you're going to scale, you need to do it profitably. You need to make money while you scale. Like that's if you're going to take on all those headaches and all those risks. You better have some monetary reward come along the way for it. So those are all things that you got to think about, guys. I don't want to ramble on any longer. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. The week before Christmas is coming up. Um, It's going to be an awesome week. Y'all take it easy. If you're taking the week off, enjoy it with your family. Enjoy it with your kids. Um, We're probably going to be doing some work next week. We're supposed to have decent weather. It's going to be getting kind of cold. Uh, We think we're going to get to our highs are in like the mid-40s next week, which is cold for us. So, um yeah, we're going to keep cranking out work as long as we can. 
get into the new year and really crush it hard. So we've got two more two more weeks of 2023. Man, that's crazy. We're in oh, it's crazy. 2023 is already over. Wow. Uh, how do we get here? See, is what I said. We're going to ask yourself that question in five years. Where? Do, how do we get here? Um, how do we get here? How is, how is this art at the end of the year? But look forward to catching up with everybody uh, down the road here on the next couple shows. We've got some good stuff coming up. I'm excited. Got some good stuff coming up out of the new year. Hopefully a big announcement coming for the for our just life and company and business um, in probably mid-January, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I don't want to say anything about it until it's finalized and, and signed on the dotted line, but we're pretty pretty close to there, so excited, excited for that. It's going to be fun to share, a really fun journey to document along the way. Um, but, yeah, we're just rocking and rolling, guys. It's We don't have it figured out. We're just trying to get better one day at a time grow the community one relationship at a time. That's what we're here for. So leave us a big five-star rating review. If you do enjoy the show, share the show with your friends. We, I, I want to get out there to a bigger audience. Like, it, and it comes back to you guys sharing the show. Post it on your story if you thought it was, if you thought it was valuable. We'll reshare it, tag us, um, and that just means the world to us. So thanks for tuning in. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll catch you here on Monday for Marriage Monday. But without any further ado, that's going to wrap this episode up, guys. We look forward to catching everybody here on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.